0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Cancer for Maintenance podcast, where we talk about the non-gritty or the gritty, non-glamorous side of aviation. I just messed up right there. How fun. <laughs> Already right. having problems. Oh, abort.
1: <laughs> those were we, uh, those were um, system difficulties and definitely, uh, definitely not the brain. Definitely not the brain.
0: <laughs> so we talk about the non-glamorous, gritty side of aviation maintenance. Give a, give a little laughs, have some wisdom or pass on some wisdom. And all of it is in hopes to prevent a mishap, right? Give you a chance to reset your day, give a little bit of reprieve. So mishaps don't happen, right? Uh, today, we ca- we want to address a little bit of changes, right? Like Like how to manage changes, how to implement them, what causes them to not happen the way you think they should.
1: And yeah the difficult side of it right yes. everybody comes in and I call them good idea fairies come <laughs> in and sprinkle their magic dust and say we're going to do all these things yeah and you say well that's that's great you know Mr. Fairy Um, <laughs> but I have some concerns or some comments and inputs as to why some of that will work and some of that won't yes uh, we'll just modify it to make it your own well Okay, are you sure? Yeah, fine. Fast forward 90 days when Good Idea Fairy comes around for their you know, quarterly visit, <clears throat> and they find out that uh, the way they told you to modify, or they didn't really tell you to modify, but they told you to modify, and you did, and that's not really what they wanted. Right. But you didn't tell me what you wanted. Right, but I know that what you're doing isn't what I wanted. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Oh, thanks a lot. So we're right (laughs) back to square one. Yes, absolutely. And change is
0: a part of everything in business and aviation and maintenance, your everyday life, there's changes happening all the time. And a lot of these changes, especially for aviation side, it's part of that continuous improvement cycle as a lot of us are probably over familiar with like, um, How do we do good last or what do we do right this time? How can we improve and keep on going? And how do we control what we did great? And how do we lessen what we did wrong, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And these come in waves, right? We all see them. Uh, We either get new managers, we get new teammates, we get new leads, we get new policies, new regulations. It, It happens all the time. And when these drop or when these happen, managing these changes or implementing them It gets very tough, especially depending on what they are, uh, whether it's very specific or it's not specific enough, (laughs) as we've uh, illustrated in the beginning of the episode. Like, sometimes you get too much leeway and you don't know how far you're able to go. So you just make things work as best possible. And then it's not to specs, if we want to call it that.
1: Right. But even sometimes you get even... Too much guidance. Yes. Now, now, now that means that they come in and okay, they're shaking up everything from what managers cover in what area and who's tracking what system and who's updating what PowerPoints and this and that. And it's so much change and turmoil that everybody then does nothing. It almost, it almost, it dies. For lack of a better, dies in the womb. Like it it, it, it kills itself before it begins uh, because so much changed because everybody was used to operating a certain way. So instead of doing one or two things at a time, letting that get rolling, then starting the next two things, they come in and say, I want the entirety of everything changed. Yes. And then people go, That's cannot compute. They get the blue screen of death over their eyes, error 404, and they shut down.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely right. And if you ask, you can ask like five super smart individuals, five top executives, five aviation specialist experts, whatever you pick, five of them, and you ask them what's the success to us? what's the key to a successful change, and you get five different answers. And the reason is is because it's very liquid. <laughs> it's very it's not it's very liquid on this because they all have different opinions as to what makes. Like successful change and a lot of the stuff we can we can admit this for ourselves. it we tend to focus a lot on the soft air quote soft factors right like uh leadership style uh the morale of the company um their work ethic things like that right and we tend to get lost in that because that's the first thing we think about because no one likes changes as soon as we say like hey we're switching from brand X to brand Y tools, or we're going to use this procedure to lock up our toolboxes or whatever. And when you're set in a certain way, that's the first thing you start thinking about is how they're going to accept this air quote feeling wise, right? So we start to mitigate in that direction, but what often gets overlooked and I'm kind of jumping ahead in this. What gets overlooked is like the stuff that you can prove, AKA the hard factors, like How long is this gonna take? Has this been tried already? Is there any examples to this, right? (laughs) Stuff like, or like, how is this gonna save us money? Uh, Depending on what, uh, how high up the chain you are, because if you haven't thought of these through, then it doesn't matter how good you are at coaxing along the soft stuff. It's gonna fall flat on its face, as MVP said, like. If we can't prove that this works in some way, shape, or form, then you can polish this however you want, and it's never going to happen.
1: Or that's a great point you brought up. What What's the return on investment for? Yes, that's the shakeup. So let me. I'll use an example from where I currently work, but with <clears throat> with uh, an entity or a different department, different from a different sector. Um. Same department, different dissect, different sector, let me say that. Uh, got a new new head honcho in, and they shook up the entirety of everything. Like I said a little bit ago, uh, went from uh, this manager who was used to covering uh, production is now covering operations, and the operations is now covering uh, testing, and the test guy went to manufacturing. Uh, and then you, know, you took uh, so-and-so whose software based and you put them you put them in operations as well and you're like they don't have any ops experience why would you do that and i get if you're trying to cross train give everybody a little bit of exposure so if somebody's out there's somebody to cover i get that but you can't do all that at one time because it just falls on its face, right? It, it, you, the system slows down because the person who doesn't have experience with that is asking 400 questions a minute because they don't understand. And, you know, the guys on the floor who are used to working and working will continue working a certain way, have to keep stopping and explaining every step that they're doing. But at the end of the day, what did all that change Get you? What did you benefit from it? It it definitely didn't save you money. (laughs) You didn't replace anybody. You didn't get rid of anybody. You just threw everybody into a different basket. So, so really, it just caused you a headache at the end of the day and slower, uh, slower back in service times, you know?
0: Yes. And, and we can see this stuff too. Like, say uh, we bring third party entities to kind of lean out our, procedures, say, right? Or uh, let's say Six Sigma projects, right? We hear a lot about those, especially as we trickle upwards towards the top. You hear a lot of those continuous improvement professional types. And sometimes or another, you'll see some of those professionals come down to the shop floor to kind of smooth things out. Like we want our uh, air hose reels, uh, air hoses to be on pullout reels, or we want our sheet metal tables to be on this side of the house or something like that. And Sometimes or another, these individuals or these team members they don't fully understand the day to day of how things work, and that's kind of uh, similar to how MVP said. Like you have individuals who are very smart in whatever areas they came from prior, but then you stick them into these newer ones where they haven't had the time to absorb how things work, and just expect them to come up with a solution. It's rarely ever going to work, and even if they do figure it out how to trim down these procedures or make things better or reduce whatever, uh, problems you are having. It's not going to happen unless you do us do, do like a small little test, say
1: we what soft openings when you're talking about a restaurant or something yes, like that.
0: That's it. You know, you know uh, like need-
1: let's, let's say you're a Boeing guy. I'm an Airbus guy and we get a new director of maintenance in. And he says, all right, MVP, you're going to Boeing six. You're going to Airbus. And you and I are looking at one another going, well, how do I work on that? Uh, Okay. So we spend all of our day calling one another over, asking us questions on how to fix a, you know, a jet we're unfamiliar with when we could have just done it ourselves as we had been up front. Now, I get if the DOM was saying, hey, I want cross training. So when six is out, MVP can cover and vice versa. But, but there has to be a soft, a soft opening to that where, okay, hey, um, MVP, you're going to go work this week uh, with six and the next week, six is going to come work with you and you guys are going to learn a little bit or hey, uh, you know, MVP, we're going to send you to the Boeing GenFam school. Uh, Just a very basic one. It's a two week course and at least you'll get, you know, the basics of line maintenance. Here's how you're going to change a tire on the thing. Here's where all the servicing ports are at. Here's this and that. So at least I'm at least I can turn on the line. You know, should be able to turn online under my own knowledge base at that point, and then when it comes to the harder stuff, then you then six and MVP could work closer and learning those systems. But if you just one for one swapped and said good luck to you, well, I'm yes. going to say the good, same thing back. Good luck to your numbers. You know, yes, <laughs> they're they're about to get worse.
0: Yes, and uh, and along the lines with soft opening, right? So a lot of this stuff when you are planning to do something like that. You first of all, you gotta have a plan to do that. You can't just like one shot it and be like, oh, you know, let's experiment and test it out, see what happens. For small teams, like say like five, no more than ten max, and that's like really pushing it. Ten max, you try something like that out. It may work because it doesn't affect the overall population of things. Maybe.
1: Well, or, or, or I would say take your, not your hot shots. You don't want to pull them off the line, and then your bottom end guys. They're your new guys—they're still too new to to be efficient in the test. So you take your middle of the road performers and and use them, <clears throat> use them as your test bed because uh, they're they're got enough of a skill set, knowledge base to be to be dangerous. But you know they're not maybe as seasoned as your hotshot guys are. So leave your hotshots in place to, to keep you driving forward and and the the wheels turning, so to speak. Yes. And then test and say, OK, let's see if we if we flop the the Boeing guys to the Airbus and Airbus to the Boeing, you know, how much. How much how how hard is this going to be? How long is it going to take them to get uh efficient on the on a new airframe? Yes. And, exactly, and, and go with that. Right.
0: Yes. And, and uh, as you're doing this right schedule, like you got to have like a at least a flexible enough schedule where you got a timeline right like a like how long is this going to be like a duration and then in in the midst of this you need to have like some kind of a milestone in this right like say like you're a, lead, uh, an air, a mechanic lead you don't just stick a new guy and say, here uh, figure out how to learn these airframes on the line and just leave them to, leave them to it it's just not going to happen right you say uh, i'm going to give you 6 months to learn this airframe at least enough to be like, say, a mid-level person. I'm going to give you six months and every 30 days, I'm going to check on you to see your progress, right? And, and that, that applies to pretty much everything, like whether you'd be training somebody, whether it would be like this long process improvement project, uh, a brand new uh, procedure from scratch. You got to have some kind of duration of how long it's going to take. Because if you don't, it just keeps on cycling and it's going to be like that kid in college who takes 20 years to graduate and no one, the reason why they keep going, because no one checks on him, you <laughs> like some Van Wilder stuff. Like, yeah. This dude, you're like 50 years old. How are you still in college? Oh, you know, well, why should I leave? <laughs> right. I'm perfectly fine where I'm at. Right. No but one, then
1: you also go, wait a minute, who's been paying for this the whole time? Yes. Just same thing <laughs> with the college, the same thing in like the, the maintenance shop, right? If you got somebody who's been in training for the past two years, you're going am I paying for that out of my budget? How did I not see that? You know?
0: Yes. Why am I? <laughs> <laughs> right. So you got to, ha- you got to have some kind of a timeline, right? Even, even like say uh, something small, like um, I'm going to build my, my bench press, right? You don't just say like, I'm going to hit, if I bench press 90 pounds, I'm going to hit 300 by the end of this year. Like uh, it might be a little short for you. you might want to increase that a little bit or vice versa. Like say, if my goal is to, uh, lose five pounds. I'm not going to take all year to do it. Right. And, and again, like uh, have yourself some checkpoints or milestones so like you can see your progress because if you don't, all that stuff gets kind of lost in the mix and you're kind of just like, well, where are we at with this? It's been however long and you have nothing really to show for it other than, well, at least we started. <laughs>
1: right? right. Yeah. Well, Well, we tried.
0: We tried. <laughs> Uh, another uh, uh, key is like uh, the integrity of the test or the integrity of the the change, right? Like, uh, what's the purpose of this? Uh, how valid is this? Uh, what's this mean for us? Um, and then,
1: well, that's a good point. You have to provide direction for those who you're. Uh, excuse me. You have to provide like a an, an angle or a justification to the ones. You're moving. So if if six is ops and I'm manufacturing and you're telling me that I'm going to go to manufacturing, I'm going to go, or I'm going to go to ops and he's going to manufacturing. I'm going to go, why? I, have I not done a decent job over here? You got to give some some explanation because otherwise you also generate turmoil going, well, maybe I didn't do a good job. And then that turns to bitterness and, and everything else. So There's got to be... There's got to be justification in it as to why. And and that goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, um, the return on investments and everything else. Show your team, hey, everybody, here's what I'd like to do. And if we're able to do this, this is the end goal, right? So you could say, hey, if we're able to cross, if I'm able to get two of you cross-trained, in one into ops and one into manufacturing, um, that allows us to go from working five days a week to a four ten schedule. Cause then on Monday six can cover MVP on both realms. And they're both there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then Friday MVP can cover both realms. So six can get a day off. If you can show some sort of justification like that, or Hey, if we do these things, we're going to be able to save 15% in our budget, which can then be reallocated into year end bonuses. Fine. Yeah. You know, that gives people a goal.
0: Yes, and and that's another thing too. You since you mentioned goals, like you gotta have like, uh, they they you gotta pass on a clear understanding of like everyone's roles and responsibilities in this new change or whatnot that you're trying to implement. Because, because I mean, if you just say like, well, no, uh, roles and responsibilities are the same. These are the only differences. Well, you know, kind of like a record of change, uh, record of things you did switch around. Like, oh, okay, I got it, right. Um, example is like, say like you switch one person from nights to days or days to nights, uh, as MVP says, um, the, you're moving to days or you're moving to nights. This is what you're going to be doing. And here's who you're going to be in custody of or whatever. Oh, okay. I got it. Because if you don't, that kind of invalidates what you're trying to do uh, in a way, because now they're just aimless and have no idea what the
1: hell they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. it's a great, so let me use my own department right now as, as an example of that. Um, there's only certain times we, we do ops, right. We're limited by a, a variety of factors, <clears throat> but you know, so because of that, if you work, let's say only a day shift, you're not going to get certain experiences and, um, uh, and improve your skill set and certain trainings done as you would if you worked swings or mids. And and subsequently with the other ones, if you only work swings and mids, you miss stuff on the day crew. So so we say, okay, hey, hey, I gotta move you to swings or I gotta move you to mids. Oh my god, and, and really nobody wants to work in the middle of the night, right? We've talked about that a hundred times. Yep. But why, you know, why are you moving me? I told you I like to work days. Well, I know you did, and I've left you on days for as long as possible. Well, why are you moving me? Well, uh, because you got to get to the other shift to get these experiences. I don't feel like I need those. Well, then I can't send you on a deployment where you're going to make extra money or see see a cool place or be part of something cool. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess I can go to that shift then, right? But if I never said anything, like, oh, sucks to suck, nerd, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, you get, you get a bunch of hate and discontent and turmoil, but if you approach it from that, like if by you helping me moving to this, I can help you in getting to a deployment or, or, you know, whatever. Yep. Uh, So I I like to approach things from that angle. Like, look, it's give and take, you know, you helping me here allows me to help you over here and me helping you over here is going to benefit you down the road here. Um, not everybody responds to that so much or everybody or a lot of people will respond positively to that, but in their mind, they've got their own timeline. And that's mm-hmm. another thing to really consider when, when change management, because you're saying, okay, Hey, I, I want this to take 60 days for us to get this done. And, and everybody else, somebody else is going the hell with 60 days. I, I was thinking more like 120, right? You or, know? Uh, so you got to combat that side of it too. And you're going, okay, well, you, for you, it's 120. So If you're telling me you're going to, you're going to get it done in that time, then I got to take this away over here. Yep. Well, why? Well, because I need you to expedite that time. So you're telling me 60 days is unrealistic and you're saying 120 is more realistic. Well, you got to either provide me justification or I think you're, or otherwise I think you might just be dragging your feet a little bit
0: Mm -hmm. because,
1: because, you know, fuck them. That's why. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, but, yeah. uh, but you got to come back with, with, okay, you're, I I said 60. You said that's no, no good. Fair enough. What do you think it is? 120. Oh boy. Well, we need to add some pe- pepper to that one. Put a little pace on it. You know, do you think <laughs> you can shave it down to 90 to a hundred? Well, we'll see. Okay. Well, what can I do on my end to help you achieve that goal yes right it's 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 a a give and take but unfortunately in a lot of these change management situations um it's a lot of take or people view it as a lot of take and then they go well if you're going to take i'm going to take well we both can't take because then there's eventually there's nothing to take from yes except for the lowest level guy on the floor and then he wants to blow his brains out
0: yes You know, I I love the fact that you mentioned that. It's like, uh, uh, what can I do to help? And that's a a big illustration to another key reason why uh, change implementation is so hard to do. It's uh, the commitment of it all. Not just to the commitment of the people that are being affected by the change. It's the ones who are trying to back it to actually happen, right? Or the ones that are sponsoring it down. Uh, Examples like say, like you get a new manager. He says, I want... uh, our our flight turnaround time to decrease by 50% or some craziness, right? Okay, cool. How the hell are we going to do that? And he goes, I don't know, figure the hell out. And so you're trying to, as a lead, as a fellow mechanic, as a whatever uh, level you are below the manager, you're trying to make all this happen. And you're trying to push all these incentives along to keep it rolling. And he, he or she is nowhere to be found. He or she does it. Uh, push this up the lines so other people are on board of it or provide you with the resources that you need to get it rolling it, it's like well like you say all this but where's your commitment to it like you can't just tell me stuff and just show up when the when the game's over and think you're still getting the trophy you know <laughs> um,
1: or um, well you know it's a it's a it's a interesting thought too um DOM, I I want to reduce our our maintenance down times 50%. Me as the lead for the shop, that is a lofty goal. Uh, You obviously must have some ideas in mind of how to achieve that, Mr. DOM. No, I just want to reduce by 50, however you see fit. Well, funny you should say that because I happen to have this list that I email you once a month of things that I need to better do this job. So does that mean... Now that you want these numbers reduced, I can get some of these things like a new Hydra Mule that I don't have to jerry-rig the electronic side of it every time we want to use it, or that mean I can get a tug where I don't use the vice grips for the throttle control? (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, I want numbers reduced, so you know what my goal is, that's now your goal, achieve it. So, do more with less. Yeah, see, you get the concept. No, what ends up happening is we're going we're to do less with less. I promise you. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you can't just make claims. Well, Six, I want to be the Queen of England. But MVP, she passed away. Right, so there's an open seat. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, you know what my goal is, Six? Make Put the crown on my head. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Where would I even, want to even start the inquiry of this? I guess a quick Google search maybe, but that's like, you know, it's just about yeah. as far as you're going to get.
0: Can't yes. just make
1: outrageous claims and not provide any substance to it. Yes. you know? uh, Yeah. Like, like Roblox, right? Like if there's a Roblox, uh, give me,
0: give me a hand and help me clear it. Don't just like watch me struggle. Right. Like, like, if you want me to go 100% of this, at least back me up 100% when I need things to happen, right? And, th- and I think that's another reason why, too, uh, uh, a lot of mechanics, especially on the ground floor, they don't try to voice up on stuff is because they they hear a lot of uh, flowery words, let's call it that, right? Of your, We appreciate your innovation, your input matters, etc., cetera, et cetera, But when they actually get input, it, it's kind of just like, well, we weren't committed to that. We were just committed to telling you that, right? <laughs> so um, we were expected to give 110% commitment to the schedule, to the operations, to the maintenance, to the flights, to the pilots, everything, everything under the sun. But when it comes time to actually make some real changes happen to improve things, or we, when we give ideas and inputs to actually make things run smoother... Yeah, it's there's no uh, there's no backup. Right. Or your 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 decisions are questioned. But
1: yeah, I mean, but, but like, in all reality, some of the de- decisions probably should be questioned. Uh, another example here, you know, the 2023 uh, mission statement is want to be the customer's number one provider um, and main, maintainer of all aircraft that that sounds implausible right. and impossible. Like, you know, like who doesn't, right? Who doesn't yeah. want to be number one, but how do you propose we get there? Because half of the airframes they use aren't made by us. So what are you telling me? You know what I mean? Like, yes, maybe we need to, <laughs> maybe we need to narrow this one down a little bit. Need want to be the number one provider and maintainer of XYZ company. Uh, built and tested assets. All right. That's that's probably a a more achievable goal. Right. I'll go back to the Boeing and Airbus. We're Boeing. Well, half the fleet that the customer uses is Airbus. Oh, well, uh, I want us to be their number one maintenance provider. Okay. But I'm here to tell you that we're all Airbus or we're all Boeing guys. We can't. I, I don't know. I mean, aircraft's an aircraft and I can probably figure it out. But it's going to be a, a learning curve here that you're not taking into account. I want us to be the number one. Are you telling me you're sending me to the Gen Fam school for that? No. Are you telling me that somebody's going to go to the Gen Fam school? No. Are Are we bringing some uh, Airbus dudes? Are we hiring here? <laughs> people that have that experience? No. Also no. <laughs> also no. Yeah. Well, Damn it. I have some further questions then of how you you want to achieve this lofty, lofty goal you've thrown out there. <laughs>
0: right. And then um, uh, going on to that, right, we're having too broad of a, of a mission, I would say, or too broad of a vision. Sorry, mission, vision, same, same. If, we, if it's too broad or if our problem is too broad, then we have no real way of focusing the effort. And that's another one, too, is the effort itself. Because you can have guys who are committed. You can have guy. You can have people who are kind. Who are pretty much on board and enthusiastic for a change. But uh, if they have no idea where to go about, or if they feel like they got a whole lot of time on this, the effort it takes for them to implement all this may vary, right? Uh, say like example, if you don't have, if you have too broad of a of a goal, we want to reduce our. We want to reduce our defects, or we want to reduce our downtime. Cool, by how much, right? And that can vary wildly. Well, we want to reduce it by one percent. Oh, no big deal. I just, I'll just make sure I write my, my letters a whole lot nicer. One percent achieved, right? Or vice versa. You get ones like, I want to be zero percent defects for this year. Like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) We have a little trouble here, and uh, that that uh that variance of effort can also determine like uh, what priorities get done first right we we've talked about this so many times with based on risk based on opportunity uh, based on resources and return on investment if the effort requires a lot of of hands to get it done and it's not being done first be if not for a legitimate reason then your effort falls flat on its face and then vice versa if everything's number 1 <laughs> <laughs> then nothing's number one and nothing gets done aka no effort and your 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 grand plan to do whatever is just not going to happen Especially like when we've talked about this many times especially like when you don't have a, a solid stream of manpower to do things or uh, you don't have a set plan of where your effort's going to be focused on example is like uh, everything's number one how many times is every single one of us have heard that before we hear, well, flights are obviously number one. Yes. Got it. That's our revenue. That's how we get money. That's how we get, that's what these things are meant for. But when my flights are number one, and then you say, Oh, we have this R and D project, or we have this, uh, this six Sigma thing going on for your shop or whatever that takes number one too. like, well,
1: is it how, how number one is it really? (laughs) Right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> how number yeah. one are we talking yeah
1: hey uh, uh priorities are supposed to be like a one two three abc kind of thing um they're not really a horizontal are you telling me telling me the everything is number one yes we would love to get all this done today well it goes back hey well good on you and your lofty goals well done for living in in the clouds on your hopes and dreams um <laughs> but like six said how how number one is number one? Is it like a 1Z? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and we and some people might be listening to laughing, like,
0: well, obviously not. But I mean, it, for anyone who's ever had uh maintenance control experience or dispatch experience or uh having to be the tech lead on the floor experience, you will get times where like someone will say, like, well, this is number one, and if that doesn't go, uh, this is number one, and then et cetera, et cetera. So we're like, okay, one, two, three. No, 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 no. 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, 1F, whatever. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works, friend. I think like uh, 1A through whatever is supposed to be like aircraft must fly, assign people, get GSE, get materials, get tools, whatever. That should all be in line with number one, not like number one, get plane A ready, number one B, get plane B ready and all this other stuff. Like that makes no freaking sense. And they're like two totally different things and they're not covering the same event. So. Right, so it's like,
1: okay, flights are number one. Okay, well, we have to do this and this and this to get this flight ready. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the flight schedule. So whatever you three or four or whatever assigned to it have to do to get that ready, that's your problem. I'm just telling you the big picture, number one, is the flight getting off the ground. Whatever it takes for you to do that safely and efficiently is your own internal priorities, you know? Uh, yes. Uh, and then saying, you know, okay, we have this ground testing. Whatever it takes for you to get set up and rocking and rolling for your ground testing, prioritize internally. I'm not getting that far into the weeds with it for you. Right.
0: And then that's, that's kind of like the idea between like uh, they call it executive's intent or commander's intent for the military dudes, right? My intent is I want this plane to fly. I don't care how you do it. As long as it's within regulations, make it happen. Got it. Got that part. But when your intent is everything's number one, like, okay, so I get your intent is you want everything to go, but in what order, what priority? Because that that uh, affects like how we focus our efforts and that, uh, that affects how we allocate people. And that's another thing too, when it comes to say like physically changing things uh, besides just flights, like say regulations. Uh, we're trying new projects. We're trying new uh, uh, systems, new exercises, whatever. It, you got to understand like how many people this is going to rope away from their regular day-to-day, right? Or how many it's going to add on to their day-to-day because that makes a huge difference too. If If you're saying this needs to be our primary focus, but it's not ready, I'm moving them somewhere else. And then say in the midst of something else, that project or that, uh, that grunt of effort is ready to get going. It's going to take some time to refocus them back to the original priority or the original line of effort. And some people really lose their minds about that. (laughs) But what can I tell you it? If it wasn't ready to go and we're not going to sit there and wait and have just, just twiddled their thumbs while they can be busy doing something else, something more meaningful and valuable to both ourselves the customer, the safety, the aircraft itself, why am I going to freaking just have them twiddle their thumbs when they can be better used doing something else? Because, I mean, I don't know how big your budget is, but having a bunch of senior or mid to senior level people who have a whole lot of knowledge base behind them to just sit around and do nothing, that's just money you're pissing away. And that will really destroy your return on investment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now, keep in mind, you know, change management should be reviewed and revamped as much as necessary. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, your first shot out the gate rarely, rarely is going to be hit its target on the first go. You, you might think it is, you might think you're a crack shot, but I'm here to tell you, Jackson, uh, uh, you, you hit the target, but three targets to the left or right, not yours. (laughs) Your vision got a little blurry there at 500 yards, you know, (laughs) through the iron sights. Uh, Yes. You heard the metal ping, but it wasn't the one you were aiming for.
0: <laughs> Someone else shot on your
1: target. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And
0: then that's very true. That's very true. Um, uh, rarely, if ever. And if it does, and it, the only reason why it would is because it took a, a, a monumental grunt uh, of effort, like planning, uh, implementing. You got uh subject matter expert expert from all levels. They all bought in on it. Everyone knew it was coming. Th- whatever the case may be. That's, rare very rare and it has happened don't get us wrong it has happened but usually these projects are pretty small like and, it, and it's it's either really small or the the timeline to do is like real short it's like maybe three hours max like hey we want you guys to move all these all these toolboxes from here to here oh easy day hey that really did work out that's pretty smart thanks guy <laughs> but then you get some other ones where it's like hey we want to uh, reinvent uh, the way we do our tooling system, where we want to reinvent the way we do inventory, or how we distribute parts. Whatever that takes a lot, and there's so many factors that go into that. I'm not gonna list all of them. I'm sure all the supply and and parts people can can attest with with sheer amounts of headache <laughs> um, how in depth that would run. But things like that, like they don't they don't happen right away, and your project to make those happen. It's not going to be right the very first time if you don't do any reviews. I mean, as MVP said, like, you don't just expect it to happen. And then, then everyone's going to start wondering why you went three targets to the left <laughs> on your on your objective. And you're just like, well, I thought it was going to be right.
1: That's, yeah, that's Well, yeah. So exp- exp- you have to explain yourself. Hey, you know, next day, sit in the maintenance meeting. Why didn't you work on this last night? This was the priority. Yeah, I saw the priority sheet. I know what was the priority. So why didn't you get it done? Well, I had three people show up last night. What do you mean? I had three people show up last night. Where were the other ones? I don't know. But only three people showed up, which means I only had enough. We had four flyers, which are priorities. So I had that took up the two-thirds of our day. Uh, and the last third was spent on post flights in preparation for the next day. So that's what we got done. You mean you didn't get any testing or production done? No. Well, that's, 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 that's insane. We, we need to get more stuff done. I, I'm right there with you, boss. I, I understand, but this is what we have, you know, and I worked with what I had. I'm not going to assign one guy to go deal with all the all the flights on his own. I'm setting him up for failure. Same thing with tests, same thing with production. I'm setting the individuals up for failure.
0: Yep. Um, and that kind of... And, uh, another I think you mentioned, I'm trying to catch it before my, it slips my mind. It's um, like uh, designing some kind of a framework to make all this happen, right? It doesn't have to be like this one and done template or this Six Sigma style change improvement style, quality assurance style template, just something along the lines where you thought this out, like this is how long we think it's going to take. Here's a little slippage. If something happens, Uh, here's everyone's roles and responsibilities. And then here's a communication plan. Who is a big one. Here's a communication plan of how each person is going to address information. Now, this is some big, this is kind of going up to the manager level stuff, but this applies also for the, for the, Ground level mechanics. If you don't know who you need to talk to for whatever is going on in your issues, whether it be changes, whether it be day to day, if you don't know who it is, you're lost. Right. And that's something that needs to be addressed like right away. Because if uh, we're trying to implement something and it's not going the way it's planned, we don't want to wait till this is over the mic when we're hearing the fire alarm or something because something went wrong. (laughs) Right. We want to make sure we have a sound communication plan of who needs to be aware of what. Uh, who do we need to talk to if we need X, Y, or Z? And uh, who do we talk to when things are going right or right or wrong? And how do we uh, send that up the line and uh, vertical and horizontal? Because if we don't have those, then your plan is doomed to fail right from the start.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to jog my memory again. I'm going to go back to the example I used earlier of within my own company, but the same department, different organization. They got a new head honcho at the director level. They came in and made all these massive changes, which are still plaguing them to this day. And they haven't figured out. And that person came in, gosh, probably beginning of last summer. Um, no, I'm not saying all their changes sh- sh- should happen overnight or planning to happen overnight. But I will say if they had a plan, color me impressed. Um, <laughs> but but they came in and made all these uh, uh you know they they what am i trying to say here six they made like bold adjustments
0: oh here's what it was they made they made all these bold adjustments
1: and said well and people you know threw out their concerns and said well if you you know this new head honcho said well if you have any concerns uh hit me up and I can tell you myself, even some of their changes affected me. So I asked questions. They said, hit, hit hit me up directly. So I hit that individual up and I got a response four weeks later, after I had already went and developed my own process and implemented it and already had things working, I finally got a response back and said, Hey, sorry for the delay, blah, blah, blah. And they still couldn't help me. And so your head honchos are going to be the ones coming in and making decisions, but they also have to have uh, enforcers of change. Yes. Uh, they need to have, hey, we, you can't all come back to the head honcho. I understand everybody's busy, but that person is very busy to deal with individual day-to-day stuff. So, you'd say, okay, for for operations, uh, with any concerns or whatever, please address them to, to six, and he'll take care of them as much as possible, whatever he can't decide or make a decision on, you know, he'll they'll come to me, and same for all the other department, you know, the other areas of coverage. But you have to put somebody in place like that. Okay, if I'm the head honcho, at six. We got you got ops. Here's my here's my path forward. Here's some things I think we should uh, we could do that would help us get there. And you say, you know, Roger that, and you're off and running and trying to make those necessary changes or those requested changes. uh, Then you run into some snags or your people run into some snags. I want you to be able to make the decision. Okay, here's what we're going to do because I can't be everywhere at one time. So that's your, you're the SME, the subject matter expert of that area. So I need you to make those calls. Now, if it's something really pertinent, you're like, man, even I'm not sure. Cause it, you know, if I chose it this way, it could affect this. But if I chose it the other way, it'll affect this what do we want to be affected the least? Then you would come back to me with that kind of stuff. But for me to be like, okay, six, do these things. And six says, well, Hey, you told us to tie our shoes, left shoe first. Uh, and then the right shoe. But, you know, unfortunately, uh, everybody here is right-handed. So they automatically go to their right foot first, you know, subconsciously. But Mm -hmm. I, I, Okay. Well then if that works for you guys then press forward, you know what I mean? Like I yep. shouldn't be involved with that kind of stuff. That's a very, I guess, weak example, everyone. Sorry for that, but
0: no, but, no, it's, no, but- it, it,
1: it's one of those where it's like, I, I shouldn't have to deal with uh, those kind of decisions. I trust my management team to take care of that for me. Now, if you're saying, Hey, Jordan, you said you wanted us to, or MVP, you wanted us to, uh, um, you know, you wanted us to tie our right shoes first. Uh, but unfortunately, if we tie our right shoes first, we're going to, we're going to risk a tripping hazard, um, for whatever reason, subsequently, we're going to have a bunch of on the job accidents. Oh, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's no good. Well, uh, let me think of another route, you know?
0: Yeah. mean, and that, that's another, uh, aspect you, you mentioned, made mention too, is being able to communicate. Uh, flow that information from one section to another, horizontally, vertically, whichever. And also, you know, like uh, delegate some some responsibility. I was going to say authority, but some responsibility, like I leave it to you to make the day-to-day decisions. I leave it to you to make the end of week, end of month, whatever decisions. And most of the time that kind of falls onto like the shop lead or the sh- the first line supervisor, manager, whatever the case may be, whatever the responsibility level, define that, especially when you're trying to implement a change. Because if you just Leave it to the masses to figure it out. You just say, I want X, Y, Z to happen. And if it's too broad and there's no boundary line of who's responsible for what, uh, as MVP said, people are just going to figure out on their own and you're kind of left into the wind and maybe far off from what you wanted to do, but you didn't give any real uh, solid guidance or boundary line. So now everything's just creeping into each other or overlapping each other. And it's just way more complicated than it
1: should be. And we may yeah, have no proof that anything's working.
0: Yes. And we've seen this happen, especially on flight lines. where spe- like, uh, they say they want, uh, a certain shop to assist with this and the, or they want, uh, a certain, uh, piece of equipment to be used on this. Like, well, that's good and dandy, but sometimes things blend in responsibilities. Like this thing can only be used for this or, or these people can only be working on that. But they when they intermingle together, they tend to kind of overlap in responsibilities. But if you don't define who does what, they'll just say, like, you you'll you'll find times where you have aircraft mechanics doing avionic stuff that they shouldn't, or vice versa, and they're signing they're signing things off that they shouldn't, or they end up breaking things, or vice versa, they say, like, well, that's not my area of expertise. I'm not gonna touch that. And Now you're just waiting in the, you're just in a holding pattern until you do get someone to show up. Uh, So having some kind of a framework, some kind of a plan and having a solid uh, line of communication and responsibilities of who is what will most assuredly ease up the tension or the amount of, of difficulty it is to make something happen, such as a change. Um, we can we can spill all day long about examples of what these can do and and especially for the for the general person on the ground some of these things they happen all the time and it goes way over their head because it's so minute or it's so um um it's it's happening without their input that i I don't know what a, a good word for that is but it's happening without their input so it's just like, whatever the, the wave is taking, I'm just going to go where the current takes me kind of thing, right? If they say wear blue shoes today and they say we're wear red shoes tomorrow, I'm wearing red shoes, right? <laughs> or some pe- something like that. Like someone just go with the flow the whole time and not think twice about it. But sometimes or another, when a, a significant uh, change is applied or is trying to be applied, it affects a large number of processes or systems or uh way of doing things it's going to have some kind of abrasion. And if you're not planning for that, then it's just doomed to fall on its face.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you got to know that there's going to be some bumps in the road. Um, That's why, you know, a solid timeline chances and, you know, to revise, you know, don't, don't miss those opportunities Mm -hmm. Um, and and heed the inputs of your, of your people. Right. You you, you might be, uh, you know, the overall, uh, Smee, but they're the, they're the ones in the weeds that, down in the trenches on the day to day. And they'll, you know, they'll know, Hey, we can't, we can't use, you know, tie right shoe first because, um, right shoes covered by, you know, a steel plate X, you know, blah, 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 that you have to put on as a safety requirement. Right. Uh, so if and you I- want the right shoe tied first. The process has got to be changed first to say tie mm-hmm. right shoe before coming on, you know, the floor. Right. I, don't know. I really, really went off the wheels with that right shoe thing. But
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, no, but that's that, that's a perfect example, because especially if you're the person that's leading this change initiative, don't fall in love with the plan so much that you're unwilling to hear de- varying opinions. Right. I think that's way. To, I think that's a, a good way to sum it up is like, don't fall in love with it so much where like you're just refusing input like this box will fit. Right. Or I drew this up to spec. I drew this up with all the math available. This part will fit. I'm like, I'm telling you, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm <laughs> standing here with the part and I'm telling you, I can't make the square peg fit the round hole.
0: Right. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Like, I really want to believe you. I trust your math because you're smart, but
1: yeah, I'd love to install this for you. I really would, because that means I would get to go home on time. But I'm here to tell you, it doesn't fit. It doesn't happen, right?
0: And that goes for any change management, right? Like you want to install new parts. You want to move things from A to B. You want to create a new process. You, um, you want to uh, boost morale, for instance, right? Or enact some kind of new policy, whatever the case may be. It all follows the same trend. Like uh, you got to form a plan. You got to have uh, time for checks and balances or ch- uh, time for inputs, reviews, and revisions. Uh, a time for inputs from other people you gotta test it you gotta build time to test it out so you don't just hard launch it and hope for the best <laughs> right and then right. and then you gotta you gotta have a be open to a little bit of criticism a, l- a little bit is fine like well this is kind of silly why 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 am I wearing red shoes on Tuesday when it does nothing different for me oh well you know for reasons um you gotta be able to have some criticism but you also got to be able to prove uh, against them with actual facts, right? If you're right, you're right, but you got to be able to prove it and sh- and prove why it's going to work out better. And I think that's a uh, another hurdle that people who are trying to implement something different run into is that they're they overwhelming themselves with the criticisms and like, well, if you just believe me for like five seconds, we can get this rolling, right? Some people just need that hard proof or some kind of proof in, in other scenarios that it may have worked. Now, if it's brand brand new, like this never been tried before, you may get some abrasion, or you'll get a lot more abrasion. Say, but if it's something like that that's been proven somewhere else, and we're hey, we're trying to hear, we're we're testing it now to show to see if it's gonna work. You, you may it'd be easier to coax through than just say, uh, we're we're doing this with where regardless if you're with it or not. So get with the times, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I get I mean, uh. I don't know. I don't really know what I want to say. You're going to get abrasion either way. It's going to happen. Um, You're never going to make everyone happy all the time. The best you can do is try to be a champion of the change um, and make it as smooth a transition for yourself and for your team. Uh, But, you know, if you, if you, It's hard to do if you yourself don't believe in it and believe me six and I have been there where we're pushing something we ourselves, uh, aren't fans of, but yet we find ourselves trying to push a rope up a hill.
0: Yes. And that, that's another big one, right? Too. You got to kind of be like the, the engine of optimism, say, you know, you know, it has some issues, but you, it's one of those where like, um, you you gotta if you don't believe in it, everyone no one else is going to like you. You can't lie to yourself and then lie to everybody else. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. So you, right. you kind of have to like see the bright side of things and then kind and then just uh, and then see it to fruition. If it fails, it fails, but at least you're it's not failing because you were already in utter disbelief that it wasn't. It, it's uh, it's just not gonna happen. Um, Like I said, there's like so many different examples we can use and we can actually address it from any level from just two mechs, like deciding when to who's going to take the smoke break first to like executive level stuff where like we're changing full on policy or we're inventing policy from scratch. Um,
1: That's that's the hardest one in my experience so far is to get people on board with this new policy. You mean more red tape that we have to circumvent? yeah yep yeah <laughs> sad <laughs> but uh any final thoughts about uh, change management MVP uh, just remember the acronym dice duration integrity, commitment and effort. Yes, that's a good one.
0: that's a real good one and that's uh, more that's nail on the head in a nutshell everything like if you remember that acronym dice, you can apply this to just about anything. But let us know what you think. Like, oh, are we all way off base? Or are there some stuff that we missed? Is there some other soft factors that kind of play into the into dice or, you know, the duration, the integrity of it, everyone's commitment, the line of effort? If there's other stuff that play into it. Or if there's another hard factor that we're missing, please, by all means, let us know. Or if you have experience in these and you actually have tips on how to make things go smooth, like you're an actual expert at this, please, again, let us know. Hit us up on social medias, uh, visit our website, send us an email, whichever the case may be, because we're open to this, and we are open to change. It's very slow, <laughs> especially with, with things in aviation. It it can be super slow, or it can be explosively fast. So, we're trying. We're open to uh, to learn more.
1: <clears throat> yeah, we again, are.
0: Uh, and then once again on that note, hit us up on social medias. Let us know what you think. And then we're, like I said, we're down to learn anything. And on that note, uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you again next time. Bye, everybody. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Eric Shaw, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer. Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformainters.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformaintenance.com, and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Maintenance. Instagram at C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast or Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership and we will catch you all next time.